Spirit of God. I said, I've got the Spirit of God. Precious Spirit of God. Thank you. We celebrate you. Hallelujah. How many of us celebrate the Spirit of God? Okay. I'm talking about for the next two weeks or three weeks. We're going to be studying on the subject, the Spirit of God in us. Glory to God, man. Oh, I said glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. So the spirit of God in us. Just the spirit of God in us. I'm going to be sharing with you some of my secrets for doing what I do. That even if you wake me up from a deathbed, we can still see miracles. Glory to God. It's because of the Spirit of God in us. Hallelujah. I got the Holy Ghost. You know. Hallelujah. Alright, so I mean, who is the Spirit of God? Genesis chapter number one. Let's get, I said for um, every teaching, one of the, one of the ways to um, teach, can you imagine that? 
is actually to find or one of the laws is the law of first mention. What is the law of first mention? The first time a term was or is mentioned in the Bible. So if you want to teach about prayer, if you want to understand prayer, you have to now get to the first time prayer was mentioned to know what it was. Hallelujah. Come on. So the first time it was used. I mean, if Pastor Lina is about teaching and then he started, who is the Holy Ghost? Then he goes to John. Then it means that she's, um, she's taking away the law of first mention. All right. So Genesis chapter number one. Glory, glory to God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was empty. Now, what does it mean for the world to be empty? A formless mass cloaked in darkness. And the spirit of God was hovering over its surface. Now, hoo, hoo, hoo. Now, Desquebratus, the Spirit of God was hovering over its surface. Now, I'll be talking to you about the importance of the hovering, not today, all right? The hoverings of the Spirit. Praise God. Now, so let's get in there again. All of you read. You know, when I'm about to teach something that it's something I, I, I when I'm teaching is like I'm not teaching. Yes, don't worry, we'll be fine. Uh, all right, let all of you read it. One to go from one and two. One to go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Spirit of God was was moving upon the face of the earth or the face of whatever. Now, he tells us the Spirit of God. What is the Spirit of God? The word Spirit is from the Hebrew word Ruach. Ruach. Now, when we say Holy Spirit, we are talking about, we, it can be said in Hebrew, Ruach HaKodesh. Alright? So, this time we are looking at Spirit, the Spirit of God. Alright? Just the, the, the Spirit. So, that teaching of the spirit of God in us, we want to know what is the spirit before we get to know who is the spirit. Are we together? So now we're getting to know what is the spirit. Now the term or the word, properly put the word ruach, which is R-U-A-C-H, R-U-A-C-H, ruach, it's simply a word that is used for spirit, wind, breath, spirit, sometimes mind, sometimes energy, Anger. <laughs> Write all of that down. It's going to be very important. Anger. Now, I'm not saying the Holy Ghost is anger. Now, I'm explaining the term spirit. Right? Ruach. Anger. A blast.
blast like you know a blast from the nostril you do you know like i don't want to do it so that maybe something will come out so a blast a blast of the nostril the air that comes through the nostril when you are hanging it also talks about glory to god <laughs> it talks about uncontrollable impulse talks about impulse it's also in biblical term in biblical term the word um, the phrase breath of heaven breath of heaven It talks also about to exhale, you know, like inhale and exhale, exhalation. It also talks about courage. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, you can see in John, now John, that means we are getting into the Greek, right? You can see in John chapter number three. The wind blew it where it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof. Mogisto prandis, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Now, this he's trying to say everyone that is born of the spirit is spirit. All right? Okay, because you can see that in verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, the word spirit in the Greek is. Numa, all right. Numa, Numa, also the same thing breeze of air, blast of air, breath, and all of that. Ghost, sometimes you know, ghost like spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, when the term spirit is said, for example. We are having a service. Then I, I tell you, the spirit of God is here. Now, when I say the spirit of God is here, what comes into your mind? Most often than not, I remember when I became born again, in the early days of my being born again, when they say the spirit of God is here, now I'm looking at, where is he? Is, is, it, is it a human? Is it where? You, you understand what I'm talking about? What is the spirit of God? Hallelujah. Come on, I hear with me. When you say you have the spirit of God in you, what do you mean? It, does it mean that another person has walked into you? Oh, that when you say the spirit of God is in me, you know, he's walking in me. Now, what, what do you mean? That the spirit is in you. What is the spirit? Is it a person? Now I know all of you in this church will say yes, the Holy Ghost is a person. But what actually is even the personality of the spirit? If we're talking about the eye of the spirit, is it this eye? If we're talking about the hand of the spirit, 
Is this a hand? The Spirit of God is touching you. One, two, three. Doesn't mean the Holy Ghost goes like that. Then he does like this. Then he does like this. Then people are falling. What does it mean that the Spirit of God is touching you? Praise the name of the Lord. And I can tell you that a lot of Christians can't answer this. Me, myself, I couldn't until recently. Because I've made a study into it. Now, if the Spirit of God is moving into you, what is moving into you? Are, you, are we together? For example, the Bible says, I know this church, we, don't, we know that we are not saying we, we, the Holy Ghost should come. The Holy Ghost is in you. Now, we all believe everyone seated here, the Holy Ghost is in you. Who is he? What is it that is in you? What is it the Holy Ghost is in you? What, what do you mean? When we talk about the spirit, spirit, the natural understanding you should get, all right, I will be moving you from A, B, C to Z, but the primary understanding you should get is the things that you've written. Breath. <laughs> Breath. Wind. And what again? Energy. Inspiration. Blast. Uncontrollable impulse. Breath of heaven. So when we say the spirit of God is in you. The first thing you've got to understand is that God's breath has come into you. <laughs> Praise God. Now, how many of us believe you cannot see a spirit? You can't see a spirit. You can't touch a spirit. See, the Bible explains the Holy Ghost and then he says he's like the wind. The wind blows to where it wants. And what? You cannot see it. The wind blows where it listed, but you can't see it. Now, nobody can see wind here. If I say the wind is here, you are not thinking... Are we together? I want to establish this foundation else you don't get you don't understand anything. When when I say the wind is here, now do you see wind? Can you catch the wind? Do you need to see the wind for you to now believe that oh truly what the pastor said is true? You, you can't, right? But the Bible says the wind goes where it wants, it blows to where it wants. You can't see, but you hear the sound. Now, that hearing, don't use here. It's not here he's talking about. Praise the name of the Lord. So, you can't see, but you can hear. In other words, you can feel the effect. So, then we can say the Holy Ghost is a godly effect. Praise God. Now, we are dissecting the Spirit of God. Membra gasto, pradiste. So, 
these people are somewhere in a place and they are all talking and suddenly a lady gets up and begins to dance. All right? That just then the lady gets up and he begins to dance, 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 dance. Then they say the spirit of fetishism has come to possess the person. When that spirit was coming, nobody saw. But when the person started dancing, they concluded that something has entered. What is that spirit? I know that, you know, social media, they try to give us what spirit looked like. So they'll just put some clouds together and then the cloud is coming. That's not the spirit. So it means that if we say that the spirit of fetishism has come to possess somebody, it means that a breath or a demonic impulse has happened to someone. This should be part of something that I should have taught you, but we couldn't do it, man and the prophetic. You will know, for example, when someone say, how do I know when is the spirit of God talking to me? How do I know when the Holy Ghost is talking to me? How do I feel the spirit? Basically, mostly people say the Holy Ghost is not an impulse. That's wrong. The Holy Ghost is an impulse. You can say the Holy Ghost is beyond impulse, but you can't say the Holy Ghost is not an impulse. You can say the Holy Ghost is not a feeling. Uh-uh. The effect, the blowing of the spirit, all right, can give you a feeling. The blowing of the spirit can give you a feeling. The presence of the spirit, the Holy Ghost has come, can give you a feeling. The Holy Ghost has come, can give you an impulse. You know what an impulse is? Something out of the paradigm of your thinking at a moment. Are we together? You're not thinking about anything. You're here. You're just here. Then suddenly, you begin to think about your mother seriously to the point that you feel like something is wrong. That is an impulse. And that is ruach. Evato bragatis. Now, let me just run a little bit ahead of myself. So, if you have the spirit, it means that the, 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 the Lord or God giving us the spirit, he expects us to be so much alive with impulses, feelings. Uh, are you understand that? You will not, you know that thing you say, like, I don't know about something I felt like. All right? If the person is not, remember, so there is the spirit of God, then there is, there's the spirit of God, there is the spirit of man, then there is spirit beings, demons, angels, and stuff like that. If a man is not born again, his spirit is dead, yet alive. The spirit is alive to 
the devil, to sin, to whatever, but dead to God. When somebody is born again, the devil will also call us spiritually dead people. Oh, we call those who are not born again spiritually dead people. In the kingdom of the devil, he tells them you are alive spiritually. So they are also alive. They can shout my spirit is alive. I'm sensitive. We also, we are dead, but we are alive. So the spirit of a natural man, what is the spirit of man? Relax. We are still talking about impulses. It means that man in his natural self, man even in his natural self is prophetic. Alright? So man, that is why the one that is not born again can dream and something that something is going to happen and it will happen. Now you can meet somebody who is not born again at all, but the person is able to know what is going to kind of like have a word of, um, um, I don't want to use word of knowledge, but the person is able to know something. Now that's not prophetic. I'm using the word prophetic um, advisedly. Am I teaching good here? Am I teaching good? So, man naturally, so this man is made up of spirit, soul, and body. Alright? The spirit of man is actually the culmination or the coming together of impulses or breath. Now, let's go to Genesis again. The Bible says, God made man from the dust of the earth and God breathed into man the breath of life. So it means life is breath. Life is spirit. Now, if you don't come to church, if you don't understand anything. For that, and me, I don't, I don't care. So the spirit, I'm sorry, breath is what? Life. Or life is breath. God breathed into man. So God did. Now you're going to understand that breath is not just but for the purposes of this one. So God breathed into man, alright? The breath of life. Oh. What is that breath? That is in Genesis what? 2. I think. Are you enjoying this thing? All right, uh uh-huh. Read it. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. All right? So, when God did that, man became a living soul. Now, all of you read it. Verse 7. Let's read it. One, two, go. Uh Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And man became a living soul. So breath here, as the tree will say, ohome. All right. Now that isn't the same as ruach. All right. But it gives us the character of that, the character of breath. All right. That when breath came in. 
life was produced. Hallelujah. If you understand this, bend the practice. You will understand, for example, when the Bible says, for if the Holy Ghost is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life. Please, are we together? Good. Now, let's come back to what I'm teaching. So, the spirit, the word spirit is breath and all of that. So, man's, we talk about the spirit of man. What are we talking about? We're talking about impulses. We're talking about wind. Alright? The word actually also means emptiness. Now, emptiness does not here, does not mean nothing. Emptiness means something you can't see. Alright? Like a vacuum. Like you open the place and you don't see anything. So, it means that you can actually open something. Your eyes will see nothing. But you can say there is a spirit there. Are we together? So the spirit is not like is 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 a caricature somewhere. <laughs> no. First of all, you're talking about what? A breath, an impulse. Are you here with me, everybody? So basically, if you say the spirit of God has moved into me. Now, the moment you use the spirit of God, then you are trying to tell us there are many spirits. So, spirit of God. Then you can have spirit of man. Then you can have spirit of the devil. You can have spirit of, you understand? So, the spirit of, the spirit of God it, it categorizes or it actually distinguishes breath, impulses, and all of whatever, what have you. So when you say the spirit of God, you can say it is the impulse of God. The, what is impulse? What is impulse? How many of you understand what I mean by impulse? Who knows an impulse? Can somebody get a dictionary? Let us know what impulse is because I feel like we don't know impulse. Now, so with this, word of knowledge can become simple. Ah? Huh? Okay. So one say, ah, there's somebody here. You have pain in your shoulder. Alright? There's somebody here, you have pain in your shoulder. You... You actually, now somebody's going to say, how did you know? Alright? Impulses. Alright, so read it. Read, read, read it. Uh-huh. Yeah, give to you. Uh-huh. A sudden one. A sudden wish. I want you to, I want to bring it to the lowest, this thing, so that everybody can understand. A sudden wish or, or need to do something. Give to what you're saying. A sudden strong desire to do something. 
a force uh-huh, so communicated as to produce motion suddenly. Now that, that is good. So, for example, you are seated here, then you say, I feel like running. That is impulse. Like it's something you don't think about. Now, then that would mean that when we're talking about impulse, we are talking about something that is not in your consistent habitual realm. Praise the name of the Lord. But it is also a force that causes you to do something. Now, so I am going to agree with those people who say the Holy Spirit is a force. Hallelujah. Is the Holy Spirit a force or not? He is a force. He is a force that can cause you to do, that can suddenly cause you to do something. He can suddenly cause you to do something. Now, we will look at that extensively throughout the scriptures. This is going to be an exhaustive study. So that, listen, when the Holy Ghost is talking to you, you will know. Because sometimes I want to say, how can I hear the voice of God? The moment you say, how can I hear, you are, you are looking at your ears. And that is wrong. The Holy Ghost seldom talks to you here. Yeah. I said, uh-huh, uh-huh, thing, uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, the, the Spirit of God said to me, as it will be said by prophets, by pastors, by whoever the Spirit of God said to me, is not here. So, hearing the voice of the Spirit is not going to brush your ears. This is an impulse. This is a force. So, your hand can be heavy. And it, your, the heaviness of your hand is God talking to you. So, hearing the voice of God then would mean understanding what a heavy hand at that moment means. The Spirit of God spoke to me and that spirit of God can let me give you a perfect example now we'll get into the Bible are we together as that we will get into the I was at church one day way back in PIC and I, I felt like going home and I'm looking at what is happening in church I'm not going home suddenly before I come to church it's been my culture even if I don't feel like shitting, I'll be on the, this one so that something will come out. I did that that morning. Suddenly, I felt pressed. And I don't eat. You know, I don't eat before going to, to church at those times. Then I felt, see, I see that thing was about to fall down. Then I ran home. When I ran home, then I bounced on my sister's son, very young age. He himself does not even know the story. And I saw that he was gone. If he was not dead, he was close to dead. I prayed. And then he came back. The shit left. So that being 
rest is the voice of God. In fact, not the voice of God. <laughs> How didn't go far? Huh? Do, do you understand? So, hearing the voice of God is not using your ears. It can come through your ears, but it's not all about your ears. Because, listen, some of you, the Lord has spoken, the Spirit of God has spoken to you several times. Yet to say the Lord has not spoken to you. If I ask you, have you heard the voice of God before? You say, no. Sometimes that thing you are going to do, then you have a strong feeling, stop. That is the spirit of God. Are you here with me? Come on, I said, are you here with me? So you're on a mission field, you want to go and talk to this lady, and then you have a strong impression. I'm not talking about you've met her so that you are scared. That it is so, uh-uh. A strong impression, not this one. Sometimes the impulse can turn off everything in you. Charismatics, they have bastardized feelings to the point that it's not about how much you, it's not about what you feel. Regardless of the fact that it's not about how much you feel, feelings are not bad. Are we together? Let's get into the Bible because of time. Please, are you enjoying this thing I'm teaching you? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, you are going to think, this guy should just take us to the New Testament. This Holy Spirit teaching is a teaching you have never heard before. All right. We are not just going to say, hey, he's a serious authentication. And he's there. Then you pray, guy, guy, uh-uh. Relax. When we get there, you know. Speak in tongues for a minute. Now, Let's go to Genesis chapter 8. Okay. But God remembered Noah and all the animals in the boat or in the ark. All right. He sent a wind to blow across the waters. And the floods began to disappear. Now, I'll have time and, and, and finish this scripture. But not tonight. This is Noah. The Lord told him to build. An, we all know that story, right? Noah's ark. The rain has come. And then, I mean, the place is flooded. And then the waters carry them to wherever they had to be. Now, everybody is there. Judgment has come and all of that. Now, God wants to dry the water because he made the earth to be inhabited. So, he wants to dry the water. Then the Bible says, God sent a wind. God sent a wind. So, if we talk about the fact that the Holy Ghost is a wind, don't just look at Enframa. 
he is a sendable wind. So if we say the Holy Ghost has intelligence, don't look at brain. Bestos. He is a wind that can be sent to a definite location for a definite assignment with a definite result. So if we say the Holy Spirit is a wind, we are saying the Holy Spirit is a sendable wind. Now, sendable here, I'm talking about the fact that he, he has intelligence. Yes, see? Yesuma obanyanseni na yesuma anamontenting. How many have heard that proverb before? It means that you send the wise, you don't send the foolish. So if you are going to send somebody, you are going to send something or somebody, that thing must have intelligence. Okasi onkonon koto chemra enso bebanu kita feeding bottle. Are we together? So this wind we are talking about is a sendable wind. His sendability is a communication that he is intelligent. He's got intelligence. Praise the Lord. I wish I had a lot of prophets here. They would have appreciated what I'm talking to you very, very well this day. The Bible says the Spirit of God proceeds from the Father. He does not say he proceeded from the Father. He says he proceeds let me hold on to that. I don't want to confuse you. So, but God remembered Noah and all the animals in the boat. How did he remember them? He sent a wind to blow across the waters. And the floods began to disappear. God sent a wind the presence of the wind caused disappearance of the flood. Let me, let me get ahead of myself small. I just, I just want to stare you small. I want you to make a little noise. The preaching of the gospel is the release of the spirit. Now we can say the preaching of the gospel is the release of the wind. And the release of the wind is the disappearance of the flood. (laughs) Glory to God. The flood was judgment. The flood was death. The flood was trouble. The flood was wahala. The flood was distraction. The flood was a serious mess. But the release of the wind is the disappearance of the flood. It means that in Revelation, we get to know, uh, sorry, in Genesis, we get to know what the Holy Spirit is. 
I'm not saying who now. I'm saying what. What is he? He is the wind that disappears flood. Or he is the wind that causes destructive floods to disappear. Mama, mama, mama. Hallelujah. It means that where the wind is, the flood cannot continue. Where the wind is, the flood cannot continue. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember, I'm the Spirit of God was upon the face of the deep. It means that, I mean, the Spirit of God was one of the first things. And then uh, Genesis 8 is telling us that the Spirit of God caused, so here we can read that, and the Lord sent his Spirit to cause the flood to disappear. So the Spirit of God was upon the face of the deep, and God sent his Spirit to cause the flood to disappear. Praise the name of the Lord. It means that Elo Alaku Paratis, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the wind of God is God's response to chaotic situations. So wherever the Spirit of God is released, God is about to bring solution. When you shout, I got the Holy Ghost. I got the wind. I got the wind that causes the flood to disappear. Meaning that by the Holy Ghost, you can say the flood that brought distractions to many, that same flood at the release of the Spirit, it dries up. The best. As, as we keep on going, I'll tell you, I'll show you a scripture in Ezekiel. When he says, the spirit of God entered into me and he caused me to stand on my feet. That impulse that rushes to you and causes life. You know, like you come to a point where you've given up. That's that. You're done. And then there is an impulse the, 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 the prodigal son. The Bible says when he has spent everything and hunger started wiring him, the Bible says then he came to himself. He came, when he came to himself, he started asking questions. Even if I'm a slave in the house of my father, I am not going to eat this thing. Even he started asking questions. Then he said, what am I going to do? I will go back to my father. That is the impulse. The sinner comes to God. How? By the impulse of the Holy Ghost. When we preach the gospel, then the person says that I will be born again. I will accept. It means that the, 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 the Holy Ghost has come into the person. It means that the, 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 
is an impulse. So the message, for example, you are preaching, then you're preaching to a sinner, suddenly the person breaks down to cry. It is not because the person wants to cry. Uh Uh-uh, there's an impulse. And the impulse is the message. Are you understanding that? Yes, so when he says, he came back to himself and said, what am I doing? All the while, he was just blowing everything up and he was going through serious adverse situations. And like that, and you know, somebody could have said, I'm going to continue. It doesn't matter. Uh Uh-uh. The Bible said, then suddenly he came back to his senses. So where I where am I? What is this? I'm out of here. The Holy Ghost. Praise God. So the Holy Ghost is God's wind. So when the Bible says God released the wind, I'll take you through the scriptures. It's not all wind. That's why I told you the wind of God. Alright? Because there are other winds. But the wind of God, the wind coming from God, it says God sent a wind to blow upon, let's let's look at that. Oh, Diambes. I believe in the wind of the Lord. It's blowing in my soul every day. Oh, I believe in the wind. I believe in the wind of God. Ooh, glory to God. Is See, when, 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 when you pray and when you are down and you pray and you feel like, ah, oh, I'm charged. You are not charged. You are not a battery. God did. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right, let's read it. And God command and God remember Noah and every living thing and all the cattle, uh, all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters as waged. Now, then he begins to narrate how the whole thing started. That the whole thing started. That the underground water sources ceased their gushing, and the torrential rain stopped. When the wind of God comes, the torrential rain stopped. So the flood gradually began to recede after 150 days. Each five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountain of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks began to appear. So don't just look at water on the face of the earth and then you know like what they show you, the drama they show you. Uh Uh-uh. This is a revelation. It's a revelation that teaches about the spirit and the power of it. That regardless the flood. Oh, come on here. Regardless the storm. It takes a wind. When the wind of God is come, the floods disappear it means that where the, it means that floods take over in the absence of the wind of God where the wind of God is floods cannot take over 
Now, I want you now to say with this understanding before I continue. Say, I have the spirit of God. Say, the spirit of God is in me. What does that mean? When you say the spirit of God is in me, you are looking at Genesis chapter number 8. I have the spirit of God. Say, I will not be flooded. Why? Because that spirit, that wind, has what it takes to cause the, the, the flood to disappear. Mombragasti. Maybe I should continue, right? Let me just continue a little. Seven days later, Noah released the dove again. This time, that's verse 11 now, toward evening, the bird returned with him with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Noah, knew, Noah now knew that the water was almost gone. A week later, he released the dove again, and this time he did not come back. Finally, Noah was 601 years old, 10 and a half months after the flood began. Noah lifted back the cover to look. The water was drying up. Two more months went by, and at last, um, at last, at last the earth was dry. Let me continue. Then God said to Noah, leave the boat, all of you. Release all the animals and birds so that they can breed and reproduce in great numbers. In great numbers. The presence of the spirit is the disappearance of the flower and the causation to multiplication. Let me say that again. I got the Holy Ghost. A bear your satire. I am bound to increase. See, the introduction of the wind is a disappearance of the flood and a causation. To increase. So it means that. There are, there are increases. Or there are some increments. That can be only attributed. To the spirit. Man. Are you here with me? Spirits. Increment. See, in the devotions I've been talking to you about the coming of the Holy Ghost, the reception of the Holy Ghost is the reception of the Spirit's abilities. That's what I mean. When the Holy Ghost comes to me, the floods are meant to disappear and then there is the causation of exceeding multiplication or exceeding growth. Glory to God. So if, if God gave us the spirit, the biblical meaning 
of God gave me the spirit is that the floods have disappeared and now there is a causation to multiply. So when you shout, see, when you say, I have the Holy Ghost, don't look at something or something, a huge, some, uh, some being, be, uh-uh. I have the Holy Ghost, I will not be overwhelmed. I have the Holy Ghost, there's a causation to increase. I have the Holy Ghost, the flood is disappearing in the name of Jesus. Exodus chapter 15 verse 10. Okay, you got you. Some of you are feeling already. It's a song of Moses that we see a teaching in. Then sang Moses, let's begin from one, and the children of Israel, this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength, my song, and he's become my salvation. He is my God, so the song is simply about the victory, all right? He is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariot and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains. Glory to God. All right. Let's continue. Let's see now. Pharaoh's chariot and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains are also drowned in the Red Sea. The depths, the depths have covered them. They sank into, into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Uh, the, uh, thy right hand, O Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, right now, what is coming to mind right now is the exceeding greatness of his power. That's what he's talking about. In Genesis 15, here he's talking about salvation. All right, let's continue. Thy right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. In thy right hand, O Lord, have done. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble, and with the blast blast with the blast with the blast with 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 the with the blast with the blast with the ruach of thy nostrils the waters were gathered together the flood stood upright as an heap and the dead were congealed in the heart of the sea they obey 
ayondo bakipa parato ezaza ikomadiaste what is the spirit listen children of god we have something if i have come to a point in my life that there is no way on the right there's no way on the left there's no way at my back and before me the only way is a sea and i cannot pass there is something that the bible says it gathers the waters it gathers to the left it gathers to the right and it makes a way it is called the breath of his nostrils but the Holy Ghost in you you will not come to a point where there is no help you will not come to a point where you cannot be saved there is a breath there is a breath there is a breath there is a breath higher Lakataya. It looks like this is a sea, and I cannot do anything about it. There is something from the nose of God. The nostril of God is not just talking about this nose of yours. Ah, uh-uh. it is a release. It is a divine release. It is a blast. A blast. A blast. A blast. The rocks are blasted, and the waters are and it gathers the waters it gathers the waters it gathers the waters Satalabahaya when it looks like we have come to the end of ourselves there is a spirit in us that opens a fresh chapter and let me help you over there there is a spirit in us that opens fresh chapters this is the spirit in us this is the spirit in us this is the spirit in me Sanamaya, if they call it as paro, as paro, as paro, Satapahaya. You know, lift up your voice for 30 seconds. Come on, lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Sit down for two minutes. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. Thou didst blow. uh, 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 Where am I? And with the blast of thy nostrils. 
the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright. So it's like the, the, the release of the spirit has something to do with floods. The release of the spirit has everything to do with problems. The release of the spirit has everything to do with solutions. I can't have the Holy Ghost and be out of options. Yes, sir. So he says, the waters were congealed. The, the word congealed is simply frozen. The, the water stood upright and by that same breath, the de copra at lato, shambra gatea, the stofra basti, the wind, all right, the blast that gathered the waters is the same blast that congealed the waters. It means that the blast stayed the waters for them to walk through. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because your blast is with me. That there's I what, say I carry the Holy Ghost. Now let's say say I carry godly blast. You know why the Bible uses blast is that like the word blast is like a, a when it all looks cloudy when it all looks dark when it all looks unsurmountable when it all looks like everything is gone see thank you lord and you see it's a great blessing for us to have the spirit so God is saying that you know what I will not release the blast again carry the blast carry the blast carry the blast so in the new testament we carry the blast when we stand before the waters unlike Isaiah 43 that he says that it will not consume you yeah but when you stand before the waters release a blast release a blast I know these waters are meant to consume me I know these floods are meant to drown me but listen to me devil I'm a carrier of a godly blast I'm a carrier of a divine blast satire the waters are congealed the waters are gathered they are gathered and there is a way for me there is a way for me by virtue of the blast there is a way for me sounded I am not out of options there is a way for me 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 there is a way I carry I carry a heavenly blast I carry a godly blast I carry divine blast See, the floods may come. The waters may come guarded. Heavily guarded like the sea. But I shall not be afraid. I feel like writing a psalm right now. Shut up. The waters may be guarded. 
the floods may be as deep as the ocean but greater is the blast of God in me greater is the blast of God in me greater is the blast of God my mind may tell me it's over my mind may tell me it's difficult but but oh my soul bring yourself to the blast of God in you as I as I as This is how we are not going to break down this year. In the face of whatever, having known in the word of God, you are going to declare, I'm a carrier of a godly blast. The sea could not stand it. The sea could not stand it. The floods could not stand it. I'm a possessor of the heavenly blast. I'm a possessor of a heavenly blast. I shall not be overwhelmed. I shall not be broken. I shall not be taken captive. There is a heavenly blast. It's called my heavenly bomber. My heavenly explosion. The Holy Ghost is my explosion. So when the Bible tells us that Jesus was raised from the dead by the Holy Ghost, we can say Jesus was raised from the dead by a heavenly blast. Maybe, maybe I think those of us who have not seen how bombs blast, let's go and see it. And you are going to look at every situation and you will say the Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. It blasts sicknesses. It blasts depressions. It blasts. There is no flood that can stand at the blast of the Spirit. Sit down for a minute. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as a heap, and the deaths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lash shall be satisfied upon them. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. 
The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. See, my desire shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. See, this sounds like the devil talking. That, when the enemy said that, thou didst blow with thy wind. The sea covered them. They sunk as lead in the mighty waters. I can't be destroyed. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not be destroyed. The technicalities that is involved in our anti-distraction or our immunity to demonic distraction is not in ourselves. It is in the wind that we have received. I have spirit. You're too Because I'm a possessor of a godly wind. See, the wind that opened the sea is the same wind that closed the sea. That wind that opened the sea up closed the sea. And that is the wind that you have swallowed. Because <laughs> my meaning from her. I'm praying with myself and I'm praying with all of us that this message will cause us indelible imprint on the fabrics of our mind that no matter what you face no matter what no matter what even if it is by your own mistake Zamanamaya you will not beat yourself down but you will declare the wind of the spirit 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 matter what comes to us to confuse our minds there is a blast in you lift up your voice and pray 